0: Hello everyone and welcome to Pixels. This is a show where we talk about the gaming news from the past couple of weeks or so and we try to give you an overview of all of the important things that have been announced and that have happened in the gaming industry. My name is Patrick Beja and tonight, today, this morning, depending on where you are, we're so international, I'm joined by Ed who is in the US. How are you doing Ed? I am doing well. It's nice early in the morning here and I'm ready to get going. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's already in the afternoon here in Paris, where I'm, where I'm right now. And uh, to spice things up a little bit, today we have a, a returning guest from a few months ago, uh, Daniel, whose last name I can now finally say, Daniel Ahmad. Uh, how, how are you doing, at Daniel?
1: I'm doing great. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing okay, but you're the one who's had the great, you know, the the big news in the past. Uh, uh, few months since you've been on the show you were on when i was living in japan and uh you were you were basically doing analysis of gaming on the side and now it's your full-time job that's really cool
1: yeah that's right so i recently joined uh nico partners who are a um based market research and um, consulting firm based in the u.s and china and so um yeah it's great because i'm working for them now and that's my full-time job and it's what I can talk about on Twitter as well, because the last time we spoke, I wasn't really able to talk about that in depth and kind of what I was doing and what I was going to be doing. But now that's all done. It's uh, yeah, we can we can talk about it.
0: Excellent. And so I hope you'll have uh, amazing insights on this uh, holiday season <laughs> that's already well underway. I think there are some trends we can um, we can note, but we'll see what you have to say. If nothing else, we'll just talk about games, and that will be fun.
1: Um, yeah, that'll, that'll be better. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um we have some uh, NPD numbers that were sort of half leaked uh, for the month of October which we'll uh, use as a launch uh, launching point for the discussion on the trends for the holidays and see how different games and different companies have been doing. Um but before that let's go over a couple of um bits of news for Nintendo who's Switch keeps making headlines which you know that's to be expected of course it's a big event that's going to happen in uh in uh March next year uh b- by the way before that uh Super Mario Runs Price has been confirmed for uh 9.99 which I Ooh. it was <laughs> you guys think it's too much I thought it's it was I mean that's the price I predicted a few months ago when they announced it um I think it's appropriate because they can lower it if it sells, you know, it doesn't sell enough, but they'll sell huge amounts to the people who want to pay that that amount and there are a few. Yeah,
2: I think they're going to and so this is very true on um on consoles and stuff but maybe not so, so much on mobile, but like you sell most of your your units in the first like 2 or 3 weeks, right? So having a high price and then lowering it is not something that it's the, the greatest of business models, but I think that the um, 999 might be a little much for a mobile game. I mean, the only things that are like 999 on, uh, game-wise at least, are like the Final Fantasy games and stuff like that. And those sell like poop on there. So, I don't know. I, I think it's a little pricey, but um, may, maybe I'm wrong.
0: Um, I think it's, you know, it's it doesn't go over that $10 uh, price range, yeah, which right. is... What they needed, I think, but uh, Daniel, what do you think It is definitely more pricey than usual uh you know game uh mobile phone games, but this is nintendo and and Mario is not a a, a traditional uh smartphone game, so
1: yeah, I mean as you both have said it's um you know the, the the majority of games on mobile are free, and that's just the way it has been for quite a while now. Uh, you know paid games were popping in the past, but now, if the game is free. You're going to get millions of downloads and um, monetized through in-app purchases. Now, the good thing about Super Mario Run, of course, is that there is a free trial, a demo. You know, it's free to start. So you can actually download it, play a bit of the game. And then if you do like it, um, you know, go from there and buy it. And I think what Nintendo are trying to do, first of all, this is a bit of an experiment for them. So they're still experimenting with the right sort of, um, you know, pricing model and, and distribution model. And so I think what they're trying to hope for here is that, you know, they're going to get lots of downloads. We've already seen that 20 million people have clicked the notify button on the App Store, which is a huge number. And so, you know, once those people download it, um, they're kind of hoping that they'll be able to perhaps change the mobile landscape and and create a market for paid games in the same way that Minecraft sort of did, you know, on, on mobile, in the same way that Angry Birds used to. And really, it's going to take this risk from Nintendo for that to happen, because they're the only company that has an IP big enough to actually succeed as a paid game. And if that does succeed as a paid game, you know, through the 9.99 price, through discounted prices, then it really opens up the opportunity for them to do that in the future. But also for other companies as well, you might have, um, you know, IPs which are big or, or even not as big, um, so much, much smaller niche in the IPs, to put their games on as a premium as well and have them do well. So it's, I see this as an experiment. It could work. And if it does work, then that's a, a change in the norm from your traditional free game with in-app purchases. And it could lead to some quite interesting new models that we see on the on the app store.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's absolutely what I'm hoping for as well. Uh, that it opens the door for actual core gamer developers mm-hmm. to uh, to start creating actual games that we core gamers will enjoy. Yeah. And even more importantly, I think what we're some people are thinking. Well, nine ninety nine is a little bit expensive. I think others might go a little bit lower, but if nintendo with a game like mario can't sell their game for 9.99 when it first comes out then no one can right if if yeah, they don't succeed awesome. it means that market does not exist on smartphones so i'm glad they're trying it out and i'll you know i'll be paying the price so we'll see um <laughs> but uh other rumors are well or other news uh from nintendo or well okay this was a piece of news others are rumors um the price uh-huh. seems like it's uh, being confirmed by multiple sources for the Switch. Uh, should be £199, like we discussed on the latest episode, so we're not going to go over that uh, again. But uh, the release date seems to be March 17, which, very importantly, it's St. Patrick's Day. And, I mean, I really think Nintendo is trying to tell me something here. And w- my answer is, I was already going to buy it anyway. You didn't have to do that, but thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, March 17 makes sense. It's supposed to come out in March. Um, we're going to have a Breath of the Wild exclusive, apparently, at the Game Awards uh, on December 1st. Um, there uh, will be the Mario game is going to be a little bit more freeform, like uh, Mario Galaxy or Mario 64, unlike 3D World, which I loved, but I'm in- interested to see what they do um with a return to a more open world. Well, not open world, but more freeform type game. Uh, there's going to be a press demo. Uh, along with other games that are going to be press demoed in January on the 13th apparently the day after the announcements that they're going to do on January 12th where we'll have the actual date and the price Skyrim is again, all of this is rumors uh, mostly from um, uh, Let's Play Video Game which has been breaking a lot of things on that uh, on that front uh, Laura Dale working there uh, Skyrim is uh, definitely coming out according to her uh, Splatoon is going to be packed in and there's going to be a new 1v1 mode there is going to be a launch uh <laughs> raving rabbits and mario crossover rpg which i'm a little bit uh, okay, I guess the eight-year-olds will enjoy that. Um, there is a Pokemon Sun and Moon version coming out later in, you know, probably the year, uh, basically a definitive version called Pokemon Stars. And finally, um, the version of the new Zelda game, Breath of the Wild, which I just mentioned, is not going to be available at launch, meaning it will be delayed for both the Wii U and the Switch beyond the uh, launch window, which they had never absolutely confirmed, I don't think, but um, is it, apparently it's not going to make it. I, You know, they should finish the game and make sure it's cool, but... Um, it's a little bit disappointing, but if it comes out in in the next few months, it could work. Um, so that's a lot of a lot of uh, news to take in. Any thoughts on all of this? Uh, you know, wh- wh- I'm I'm sure we're all going to buy Nintendo Switches anyway. But uh, what do you guys think of that lineup potential? Lineup? Yeah,
2: I'm curious if the Mario game is going to come out like at the beginning, and that's why they push Zelda back, to, to give Mar- the Mario game a little bit more space. Um, I'm, I'm also intrigued about the fact that the Skyrim remake is the, the remake version is the one that's on there. Um, I mean, at $200, the, the amount of hardware in this machine can't be like super heavy. Right. So, um, it, it, that's interesting to me that the remake, the one that's running on PS4 and Xbox one right now is the one that's on, on that, uh, console. They must be doing something really crazy. Um, to <laughs> yeah, be I able mean, to get that thing running on there that's it's crazy.
0: I, it's 199 in pounds so it's probably going to be two fifteen two forty-nine 249 in dollars or euros with another yeah that's a good uh, point yeah but i mean the skyrim uh, they're going to be it's probably going to be the remake uh, we don't know that it's going to have the quality that it will that it does yeah on yeah the it'll probably machines. be
2: it'll probably downscaled yeah. 720p kind of likely level.
0: and um, uh and also they couldn't release skyrim you know from 2011 <laughs> you know, that, that, would be, that would be kind of dumb. But uh, Daniel, any, any
1: thoughts? I mean, I'm interested in seeing what they do on the, I guess, the third party front, but also the um, maybe second party. So, for example, the Ubisoft game uh, Rabbids, um and, and Mario kind of crossover, which they teased today, I think, in a video uh, as well. I don't know who's seen that. It was a
0: oh, Ubisoft 30th anniversary
1: thing. Okay. And it's on YouTube somewhere, probably on the channel, but they kind of, they had it hidden in the background, which was quite cool. Mario is just like a rabbit. But but it'd be quite cool to really see what they do have um, coming from, you know, partners, third party, that is. But also yeah. if they're working with any others like Ubisoft. So, for example, you know, they worked with uh, Koei before for Hyrule Warriors and stuff like that. So if there are any other of those kind of crossover games, which will get people to, you know, whether it's from mobile to console or from um playstation 4 to to nintendo but those are the games that are really going to pull out the um you know maybe the core gamer or even more casual gamer in the case of rabbits so stuff like skyrim for core for example if they get more of those games on there which they seem to have uh, you know a good number of partners then that's what will really interest me to get it on top of the um first party games which are Mm. already looking great yeah. So they
2: announced Ubisoft announced at their press conference this year that the new Just Dance game will be coming to the next. Woo hoo! Um, so, <laughs>
1: not game, but uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, so it sells well. So it's, I, I mean, wonder if this well. means there's
2: going to be a bigger relationship there. Plus, I think it kind of hints at the fact that maybe the the little switch handles will have some sort of motion thing in them, right? Like
0: yeah, it's possible.
2: what's how else are they going to play the Just Dance game? <laughs> um, they don't yeah. have like a camera or anything. Um, And I think also the um, with the new Dragon Quest games or not the new ones, the old ones coming to the 3DS, I think that kind of indicates a better relationship with Square. So I think we might see some maybe not the full Final Fantasy 15 level games from Square, but maybe some lighter uh, remakes or uh, more 3DS um, like kind of level RPGs and stuff coming to the Switch like Bravely Second or Bravely Default.
0: Maybe, yeah, although those weren't. I mean, the first, Bravely Default was a big success. The second one kind of didn't follow up. But uh, I could absolutely, absolutely see um, uh, Dragon Quest builders. Coming to mm-hmm. the to the switch because yep. in Japan yep. especially Minecraft is such a success it's basically keeping the PlayStation Vita afloat so that that could happen and and Dragon Quest Builders is from what I've seen I've played a little bit uh, is really fun and, and well done so um and I yeah just I think
2: that the, all the all the new Square Enix stuff that's been showing up in Nintendo games like Cloud and Smash Brothers and stuff like that indicates a better relationship between those yeah. two companies
0: that's true mm-hmm. um, and I think you're right Ed. When When you're saying Mario, I mean, I don't think Zelda has been pushed to give breathing room to Mario. I think it's a technical, they want to make sure it's really polished. But it does give, you know, when you buy the Switch at launch, if there isn't a Zelda game and there is a Mario game, you're going to buy the Mario game, right? No matter what happens. (laughs) So, And then you are also going to buy the Zelda game when it comes out three or four months later. So mm-hmm. it might seem like, it, it, whereas, you know, if Zelda comes out with the the machine, maybe less people are going to buy Mario. So it, it might make sense as a strategy. And if they have another big game uh, or another couple of ga- big games by the end of the year, like uh, Mario Kart and, uh, Mario, you know, Smash Bros, that makes for an incredible lineup for the first year. And I think it could, uh, between that and the uh, low enough price, it could be a success.
2: So. Yeah, some sources are saying that there might that the new a new Mario Kart might just be a remake of Mario Kart eight on the on the Switch. Yeah. Which is you um, know,
0: given the amount of people who have played that one on yeah, uh, right. the Wii U, it's just as good as a new game. So Right,
2: yeah. Um, but I, I think I really do think that they're trying to not give Mario more breathing room, but more like space out their releases more. So they have a constant like flow of titles like what the original rumor was before the Switch announcement. Yeah. Where there's going to be a constant flow of titles so that people have a reason to keep going back to their Nintendo console. Which right now, the Wii U does not <laughs> give me that reason. I literally have not yeah. turned it on till, till, since I stopped playing Xenoblade Chronicles X.
0: Yeah,
1: That's one of sure. the things they need to work on without a doubt. Because it's, it's one of the reasons that I ended up, yeah, the same as you, not playing my Wii U anymore. In fact, I sold it recently. Which, uh, I mean, to be honest, I already played everything on there. But, mm-hmm. but, but it, it certainly needs a a steady stream of games. Based on what we've seen so far, and, and, and based on what we've heard, looks like that is going to happen. But, yeah, that's
0: yeah. until
1: January with the event. And,
0: exactly. And we'll know on. all. We will know all on January twelfth and thirteenth. I think the fact that
2: the 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 third version of the Pokemon game is coming out. So every generation has like a third version, right? Um, almost, except yeah. for uh, uh, almost everyone, yeah. Um, so I think it's the fact that the the third version is coming out on the Switch might be a little bit of a death knell to the 3DS as well.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I um, think, you know, people, including Nintendo, who are saying the 3DS is going to keep going, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's still obviously it's not going to die the day the Switch comes out. But yeah, if the Switch is a success... There's no way the 3DS keeps going for more than a year or two, you know. It with... would
2: be it would be incredible if the cartridge slot on the NX could run 3DS games. No, it won't. But happen. I find that very unlikely and <laughs> so know, my 3DS is going to stick around for a little bit longer.
0: I've I've played uh, a lot of demos of the 3DS on the 3DS uh, uh, this weekend and honestly the the screen was really hard to look at. At this point it's become very difficult. The, I, the, the I don't, I don't play with my 3D on. I always have it off. No, even without. The, the resolution really? is so bad. It's oh, really? yeah, yeah, and, yeah And the best game yeah, I played with you? Picross was Picross 3D. I played like, you know, uh, never mind. I'm not a big fan of some yeah. of the games. I <laughs> um, talking about uh, uh, Pokemon, uh, Sun and Moon has been selling like... Kind of really well. Um, apparently, the... Let's see here. The distribution for the previous Pokemons for after... So our friend uh, Oscar Le Maire, who you know well, uh, Danielle, has uh, tweeted a graph uh, indicating that X and Y sold 4 million units after two days. Um, uh, the other one, uh, Ruby and... Yeah, Sapphire. the remakes of Ruby and Sapphire. Sapphire uh, sold 8 million units in 14 days. And apparently at launch, Sun and Moon sold 10 million units. Um, that's an estimation, oh. I'm sure. But yeah, I guess Pokemon Go. And we're seeing some yeah. uh, pretty sweet deals on um, the 2DS plus uh, Pokemon Sun or Moon uh, for 99 euros here. So yeah,
2: that's... Yeah, it's, it's, it has to be Pokemon Go, right? <laughs> Cause, I guess. Yeah, nostalgia um,
0: that was brought back.
2: Just, just the fact that like, like they did a lot in X and Y to kind of do nostalgia hits too. Like you could get the one of the original three starters at like, at like the very beginning of the game, um, and some of that like the fact that uh, Sun and Moon just sold way more Gangbusters than that. Mm. Um, it has to it be. Has that, to be yeah. It has yeah. to be right. It just has to. Be. So. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, when Pokemon uh, Go came out, there was. Straight away, you know, everyone noticed here and, and, you know, and other companies as well that spending on Pokemon merchandise was up, whether that was the three yes terms itself, whether it was, you know, toys or kind of plushies and stuff like that. And, and, and that's really um, carried over into Sun and Moon. And so now, yeah, as, as you said, Patrick, this is the best opening for any Pokemon game ever of all time. And it's about to, Pokemon is about to have the best holiday season ever of all time. And that's something that you don't really see. What twenty less than twenty years after the original game was released, right. and it just it just it just shows how big this franchise still is, and and how even this year it was able to grow beyond what's come before. When we all knew it was massive back in the days, as I, well. I think
2: it really. I mean, Pokemon Go just brought it into the mainstream, um, but it's more than that. Like even gamers before that, like oh, they played the occasional Call of Duty or whatever. Um, things like that, they they want to jump, jump in on the Zeitgeist that is the new Pokemon yeah, game. I, just-
0: I want to. You know, I missed it when yeah. I was younger. I was, I was too old, basically, when the first ones came, came out. Mm-hmm. And I want to get into it, but I just, you know, I don't get it. And also, there are so many games, but I, I, every time there's a new Pokemon that comes out, I try the demo, I give it a, a go, and but I just, you know, it's just, I don't understand what's so special about it. And I think what's special is the memories that kids have formed when they were, were first playing it. Absolutely. So. Cool um all right let's talk npd for a little bit and see if it uh, gives us an indication of uh the the trends worldwide worldwide in the gaming industry um npd for those who don't know is an uh, organization that tracks a lot of you know a lot of data including a gaming uh report that they put out monthly about sales in the us um and they recently included the um digital sales i don't know that they're included in all of the numbers we have here but uh normally i think they do count them so these are numbers that are normally available to subscribers only but they were released by someone who's uh working i'm not sure you know either it's a firm or with npd but they are genuine um so here's what we learned basically and what i would say as
1: well, patrick, is patrick is the ones that you're talking about here that report does not include digital itself so there's okay. no digital um, contents
0: here. Right. Okay. So this is only... So how do they divide this? Like, how, wh- um, why do they count digital it's sometimes? It's part of a panel.
1: Mean? And so you need to be on that panel to be able to access the, the digital reports. And so EA, for example, who give their digital sales and Ubisoft and all those companies, they'll get access to it. But any other company that is not providing digital sales to NPD uh, will not have access to it. And so okay. therefore,
0: it's only a very small number of people that, that actually get. Okay, um, so yeah, that, that's 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 a good uh, correction. Uh, it it definitely changes the way we should perceive the numbers. It's still an indication, but a lot of the um, sales happen digitally nowadays, especially on PC. Yeah. So keep that in mind as we look at the numbers. Um, so there were let's let's go with the good. And the bad, and then we're going to have a few surprises. Uh, Those who sold well were mainly uh, Battlefront One. I think that's not a surprise. It's been very uh, well reviewed. Um, It it got these are for October. Oh yes, what did I say? Battlefront battlefront no battlefront was last year <laughs> um, <laughs> and we'll have another one next year this year is battlefield um, 1.3 million units sold in october hardline made uh, 1 million last year so that's definitely a success and again i don't think that's too surprising it was uh, very well reviewed Mafia 3 Uh, sold 500K uh, against 230K for Mafia 2. So, again, a pretty good surprise, even if it doesn't reach the numbers that other AAA titles do. I think
2: that's indicative of a um, huge marketing machine that was behind it.
1: Yep.
2: Um, Yeah. Because I I did not hear about Mafia 2 other than the fact that you could look at Playboy's in it uh, when it came out. (laughs) So but mafia 3 i've heard a lot about and i've i've seen commercials for it and i know like i already kind of know the story uh or the idea of the story behind it um the fact that they had no holds barred as far as like the racist undertones of that era um they uh they took a big leap there and i'm glad to see it
0: paid off yeah for sure you were you were nodding uh daniel in the background about about oh, the marketing push yeah um, Skyrim HD also sold pretty well, 400,000 copies. That's a good number as well. Um, the bad, however, there are some disappointments here. Uh, Ge- uh Gears of War 4 sold 500k, um, Gears of War 3 which was one of you know the the main trilogy so it was a little bit bigger it was 2 million but even Judgment sold 620k and for the number 4 to sell that quote unquote little especially with the um with the packs that were included, uh, you know, where the game was included is a little bit disappointing, I'm sure, for for Microsoft. I mean, it's not a ridiculous number, obviously, 500,000 yeah. for one month, but it's not the, the numbers I'm guessing that they were expecting.
2: I don't think it's indicative of like a really um, uh, of being a bad game because I've heard it's actually pretty good. Um, I think the thing is, is that the Xbox One has so little um, market share, right? Well, um, it's
0: catching up, but yeah, I, I think yeah. it's that and the fact that there is uh, there are so many games coming out. At some point, people have to yeah. make a yeah. choice, right? Daniel, what, what I would you say on you?
1: that one, certainly, is that the, the first thing to actually note is, is that um, Microsoft or Xbox's you know, Play Anywhere um, yeah. sort of promotion that they're doing has actually been, you don't see it, but it's actually been quite successful. Mm-hmm. And so whilst I can't give any actual numbers, out. but what I have seen myself is that the digital attach rate on that game was very high and certainly higher than the average of what you would see for most games. Now that doesn't obviously make up with the overall decline that I've seen in the series. And I think what would what would really um, be the defining factor or reason for that decline is as you said Patrick, you know there are more games coming out in the shooter category. Um, the Xbox in base, yes it's a bit smaller than what you know the three sixty was at that time. And I think that just because there's, there's a lot more shooters out there, and a lot more kind of um, bigger AAA games that are taking away market share from the first party games, that's one of the reasons why it was um, mm. it was down. But but yeah, it still it, does offset that it, in, in some way.
2: It also fell at a time. that, I mean, I guess it was before, but um, like called not Call of Duty, but Battlefield One was coming out like a couple of weeks sure. later and stuff
0: like that. Mm.
1: Um, and you had Titanfall two, Call of Duty, you know all those sort of games, right? Yeah.
0: Tomb Raider sold 175k on PS4, uh 175 on Xbox 1 last year. That has to sting. I mean, it, it was mm-hmm. it was a really big uh a really big number in I mean a really big game for the first reboot, you know, the 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 original reboot from a couple of years ago. Um so I'm. I, I. I think that exclusivity really hurt them. Uh, the exclusivity with Microsoft hurt them. Um, few last year. Great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, I think that the the PS4 sales is probably if you if you go back to the fact that the PC version came out in January, and so the anyone who really wanted to play that game um, and didn't have an Xbox One would have gotten it on PC. Hmm. Um, so I wonder if that's that's kind of pointing to the reason why the sales were so bad. Um,
0: Maybe. I mean, uh, did did one of you guys put the Steam Spy number I did. here? Yeah, that was me. Okay, because 1.2 million on Steam is <laughs> significant. Are you Not sure bad, that's right? Rise of the Tomb Raider? Isn't yeah, that the it old was. one? Okay. No, no. No. Wow. no, the old
1: one actually did much better. Okay, and it's, it's quite surprising when you actually look at the um, when you look at Tomb Raider originally when it first came out. It sold about three million copies or something, but Square Enix basically deemed it a failure straight away. Yep. Yeah, so right. Even though it sold this, this this amount of copies, it the budget was very high, and uh, you know the, there hasn't been in, enough sales there, and so that was quite ridiculous for the time because you know yes, budgets were getting big, but you know if we sold three million. You'd, you'd expect it to be a success or at least break even, but in the end, it kind of went on. It sold eight million copies or, or something like that in the end. Yes, yeah, it was it, at a lower price, but but it ended up being a success mm. here with on... Rise of the Tomb Raider, though. Sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, go go ahead, Daniel. That...
0: Go ahead, finish. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Go well, With Rise of the Tomb Raider here, yes, it's, the exclusivity kind of screwed them over because they had this game which sold okay on Xbox and then of okay on PC. And then on PS4, it kind of, started, it kind of sold okay-ish, but there wasn't really... Um, you know, at $60 on PS4 a year later, no one's really going to buy it in huge numbers. Mm-hmm. On Xbox One, with that low install base, first of all, no one's really buying it in, in huge numbers. And on PC, it was Windows 10 first, then Steam later. But, you know, you can see the drop from $8 million to, what, $4 million or something? Mm, yeah. And so that's not really what they would have wanted. So, so, so you'd have to hope that Microsoft paid them enough to... Uh, to yeah, like,
0: I, I don't think they paid enough to make up for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what do you think it means for the series? Are, are we going to see a third installment in the in the rebooted version? We already, we already have
2: rumors of seeing a third
0: one.
1: Right. Yeah, but, um, we'll see one. Whether yeah. it'll have a lot of changes and, and kind of they'll try something new and innovate, perhaps, you know, with multiplayer this time, or something to that effect. I think That's, we'll see them change it in a way which is... Um, Different to what we've seen in this in this game. Hmm.
2: The the third one is rumored to be called Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and it's rumored to be oh, in right. by Ida's Montreal instead of Crystal Dynamics. So we've seen we've that seen
0: that, uh, that was the thing that someone was uh, watching on a on a, on a, a laptop on a, yeah. on a train, and <laughs> yeah, someone snapped right. a picture and put it on Reddit. Right, that, that I remember yeah. that
2: one. <laughs> um, so I. I so I was looking at the Steam Spy numbers for the original Tomb Raider. that's at 4.5 million. So that okay. kind of shows you the drop off between the two. Right. Um, but I, I think the fact that they're going to with IDOS instead of Crystal Dynamics might it might seem like they're going for a cheaper developer. Um, <laughs> so they don't have to spend as much money and may, maybe make up some of the lost say uh, the money lost from Rise of the Tomb Raider. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Um, or some right. people, some analysts think that there m- might be going um, doing the Call of Duty thing where they have two different studios working on Tomb Raider, and we get a Tomb Raider every single year. Mm. That's another thing that people are thinking.
0: Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's better.
1: We'll yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: another definite disappointment is Titanfall Two, which sold. Yeah. Uh, again, these are only you know physical uh, copies, but 180k. The first one sold 865. Oh. And the first one was a, a, a horrible disappointment. Again, <laughs> it was an exclusive on uh, on the Microsoft side of things, but oh my lord, I mean, we knew it was going to hurt to be against Battlefield and Call of Duty and, you know, all of the first-person shooters that were coming out at the, at the in the same two or three weeks window, but wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I, think I really th- hope they sold a lot of digital copies to make They up sent for that. that but, they uh, sent that game out
2: to die. Honestly, yeah. like the the time slot that they put them in, there there is
0: no reason that game should have come out at the end of the year this year. But what do you think, it, Daniel? Is that is what what were they thinking? That's something as as Ed is saying. We're sort of looking at this and thinking, why? But is there like some deeper inner logic we're not seeing or are you also puzzled by that decision
1: to be honest i've been asking the same question myself and okay <laughs> it's 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 um it's hard to understand exactly why they chose two dates so close to each other and you know i can kind of understand maybe a few months ago when Call of duty was um not announced and they kind of thought oh it'll be massive and we're going to make up with battlefield one doing okay and title four two doing you know okay so they both do good numbers together but then what's kind of happened is call of duty got a bit of a bad rap battlefield one became this amazing kind of you know savior of the shooter category and so they didn't change the date or anything and the only hope now really after this release is i mean first of all what i'd say is that they didn't really advertise the game they didn't really promote it it's got great reviews just no one's really buying it and so now the game is actually quite cheap. Here in the UK, you could pick it up for £20. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what, $30, yeah. something like that? It was ridiculously cheap. And so the only saving now for, for Titanfall 2 is that they are able to ship a lot of copies at a cheaper price and then get some of their return on investment back via mm-hmm. DLC, you know, packs, stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, what they can sell so in-game.
2: I wonder if the, the low number is also the fact that the, the game came out, like, a couple of days before the end of the month um and so these yeah, are the october I numbers mm. so I, I wonder how much that takes into account it, it, and, and with, um, so it, that might make a difference i'm not 100% yeah, yeah, sure yeah yeah
0: for sure i mean uh, as you said they sell really the bulk of their uh, of their uh, uh numbers towards you know in the first few days but yeah, yeah. That, I, I mean the thing is obviously i don't think it went from 180k <laughs> to you know 2 million exactly a- after yeah. that but yeah uh, sure. Skylanders also isn't doing great Minus 41% compared To last sure. year uh, I mean yeah that's not. It, it looked strange when uh, Disney k- went out Of that market uh, a while ago I think now we're sort of <laughs> Seeing it wasn't necessarily A bad decision I um, think
2: Activision is, to- is leaning on the fact That that's going to be uh, an IP For them and in- less the fact Just creating these games um, Maybe. Like, with their, they're going to be creating a, a TV show from it and stuff like that. Mm. Uh,
0: a couple of surprises. Uh, WWE 2K17, which is not necessarily a game I would consider to be a, a you know huge success, sold uh, 280K, but when the 2K16 sold 225. So there you go. There are things that are doing well everywhere. With Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 sold 200k, which is a good number for a game like that in, in the West. Um, I, I, I'm guessing. I mean, I'm not 100% yeah, it's good, sure. It's, uh,
1: Dragon Ball has always done quite mm. well um, mm. in the West, uh, especially recently. Yeah, there's been a few yeah. good things. There's
0: yeah, a I mean, resurgence so of uh, old farts like me who like Dragon Ball. A <laughs> month, as of a month after the
2: release of the first one, it, was, it shipped um, 1.5 million. Nice. It's
1: actually done over 4 million at this point.
0: Yeah. So the it's, first it's, one it's really
1: fun. done well. Yeah. Mm. Okay,
0: yeah. we'll see what happens for the second one. Um Paper Mario Color Splash on Wii U sold hundred K. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> on the Wii U I don't I don't even know anymore. <laughs> well
1: it's good for Wii U, we'll put it
0: that <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. Um Hardware is also interesting. Uh the Xbox One sold three hundred and thirty K which is 8% more than they did in the same month in 2015 which is significant because in 2015 they had halo uh coming out and uh you know the the pack the the uh packs with with halo so better than that i think there are a number of people who maybe held off on buying a, an xbox one and now with the s are thinking the time is right uh the ps4 is selling less than last year it still sold 200 35k in the u.s that's 14 percent less um and the psvr we don't have any numbers but in the accessories category um it made 121 the accessories category made 121 million uh, versus 160 million in 2015 so since You know, there is less of the Toys to Life uh, games being sold, but probably the PSVR didn't, you know, it's not like the PSVR changed the entire uh, world to the point that the category grew enormously. Um, and that's about it for the Significant NPD numbers uh, We did have some pretty incredible Deals on Black Friday For both consoles actually I think especially on the Playstation 4 uh, There were some deals in France You had uh, uh, the, the console, the PS4 Slim With 6 games for 350 euros And the, the games were good It was like Witcher 3, Doom, uh, Dishonored 2 You know, 6 games that's Like awesome. that of that quality it was really hard to resist. I almost bought a second one just for the hell of it. <laughs> um so I I'm thinking and and there were great deals on Xbox ones as well. I'm thinking these these you know this is the year that these uh, both of these consoles become like everyone's consoles for sure. Um mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, Daniel, are there any uh, trends, any, you know, things we can note for the, 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 the overall, overall uh, holiday season already? Or is it too early? What, what do you think?
1: I think consoles are doing quite well. There's, there's been a boost, certainly from new hardware. So the Xbox One S when that came out was, um, you know, flying off the shelf straight away, lower price, uh, better, slightly better spec. Um, it, it gave people a reason to buy Xbox One. I think a lot of people with the original weren't really into it and so now there's actually a reason to get one. Uh, PlayStation 4 Slim came out. It, it didn't really do much for PlayStation 4 uh, just due to the fact that there wasn't really any kind of um, new, unique kind of point about it apart from it was slimmer and that it was a bit cheaper. Um, but PS4 Pro is making up on, on those sales.
2: Yeah, that, PS4 that's Pro is actually
1: to quite a good start which one?
0: The PS4 Pro. Pro. Oh, no, it's available. It's been available, oh, it's available for now. a couple of years, yeah. yeah uh, a couple uh, of uh, weeks. Of course, yeah, yeah that, that's <laughs> how much noise it made. <laughs> no, no one's yeah, talking right? about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean,
1: it, it's, it's doing okay. It's, it's, it's basically um, it's not... to be honest with you, the, the consoles this year, that they're kind of selling the same as they did last year. It's something we've noticed in that there hasn't been this um, huge boost each year. It's kind of just been doing the same each year. I think that's the failure to kind of attract a uh, a younger more casual audience and so what the ps4 pro is doing is really kind of digging into the core and getting the, the guys who already have a ps4 xbox or something to to get back in and buy a new console and and that's what's kind of expanding into the moment so you are um, saying this that year, the one day,
0: the fact that they're doing the same is unusual for for the cycle usually the 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 the, the sale numbers grow year over year in that at uh, that I mean, stage in the cycle
1: it's, it's not so unusual but it's certainly notable and usually what you'd see is, for example, with PlayStation 2 or whatever, um, you know, the price would go down, there'd be a similar model, and it would start sending into the mass market or kind of casual um, casual users. Um, but here, I think mobile has sort of, you know, got them um, all hooked up. And so what they're kind of doing, this this um, console cycle is going the opposite route of releasing a more higher-end, more premium device aimed at the core users who have already bought into um, consoles this generation and offering them a better alternative which they can upgrade to and that's what's causing the boost this year and that's why playstation 4 will sell more effectively um due to both um both those options there and i also mm. think one of the things i mentioned is that nintendo has quite a um a big opportunity assuming it it works might not be that there's the market but what i mean by that is an opportunity for them to target the Uh, younger kids market, the casual market, those that haven't upgraded from PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, or Nintendo Wii to um, PS4 and Xbox One. And so if they get that right, then there could be lots of people upgrading. However, it might be that there isn't that market there yet. And that's one of the reasons why, if we go back to our previous point on Skylanders, that hasn't been doing great. It's down year over year. Um, Other kind of toys-to-life and um, family-friendly games, you know, kind of down year over year and really the toys to life market is looking a bit like what rock band and and guitar hero did last year when well, it started off really strong but it's it's become a bit uh, i don't mm-hmm. want to say dead but it, it's getting to that point effectively
0: yeah i think yeah activision must definitely be happy with the money they made on the thing while it was alive uh in sure. that sense as well it's probably a repeat of uh guitar hero and the like but uh, yeah, it's definitely looking like finally the hype is is dying down as things do. But except for well, except can't. for Pokemon, apparently that never. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> that um, yeah, it's it's interesting that you know the the ca- more casual market isn't getting in on um, on those new consoles. I'm wondering if that's if that isn't why. We're seeing such incredible deals on Black Friday because we had similar ones in the U.S. Maybe the, the manufacturers are thinking, all right, we need really need to convince people to spend a little bit of cash here to, to lock them in. Um, but the fact that they're targeting uh, uh, the existing consumer base with more powerful machines, and obviously Microsoft is going to do the same thing next year with their Scorpio, mm-hmm. Um, is is makes a lot more sense when you 're saying this they 're thinking, well, you know people the the casual end of the market is being eaten by other things, possibly smartphones or you know other types of entertainment so let 's make sure. sure we can milk more money out of the people who really are into our our things um yeah i don 't know if it 's that calculated but it's that
1: but but it is the overall trend and and, mm. and whilst yes, of course you know playstation 4 Slim, xbox one s they are going to sell to that um, more price-sensitive market and then kind of casual market. But really, as, as we've noted, it's not the same as it was perhaps a generation or two generations ago where that, the, the price really was a factor that would um, you know see sales just completely go through the roof. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's why we've seen more bundles and more kind of value propositions this generation, this, this time around. Mm. And it's again it's, it to target the core user and also those that are going to get more out of it. I did price.
0: um I did get a PlayStation 4 Slim and that is a really nice machine. I really like it. It's mm. tiny. It's surprisingly small compared to the original one. Uh, you know, much more much smaller than the PS3 Slim, uh, more in line with the uh PS maybe not PS1 and PS2, but definitely smaller than PS3 and very silent. I I really like the the device. Um all right, and I'm guessing that the Xbox One S is just as just as good it's it looks small as well so um let's Leave numbers behind and talk about actual games and what we think of them. Um, there are, you know, as I often say, this show is not a review show, and we're not going to be doing reviews. But you know, impressions on games we've tried a little bit. I, I've played a few. You guys have played a few. Um, we haven't necessarily completed them. And again, this is not a review, um, but you know, impressions. What we think. Uh, there, there are so many games. It's kind of, kind of impossible to um, to get away from that. And also, it's impossible. To to play them all so um yeah. let's talk about the ones we've tried at least i've played a bunch of them uh the the one i want to mention first is something that is very it's kind of a guilty pleasure almost uh dragon ball xenoverse 2 i hadn't played the first one but i played uh dragon quest heroes last year and really liked that and it, it sort of scratched my japan animation slash uh, Japan-ness itch in a, in a surprisingly satisfying way. And I thought maybe Dragon Ball uh, Xenoverse 2 would do that for me that year. And it kind of does. You know, it's not the best game in the world. It's definitely got its its faults. Many of them, uh, In you know, gameplay-wise, it's not bad. It's uh, very Japanese in the sense that Every tutorial is essentially a wall of text you have to read. Then you have to listen to the person, to the, the, the NPC telling you what you just read and then demonstrating what you should do. And finally you can do it yourself. And then you're back to the wall of text and to the, it is, you know, I love Japan. They have a special way of doing things. (laughs) But no, actually, the game really is fun. Um, You have to be a fan of Dragon Ball, of course. Uh, But if you are, it's kind of a... um, I I don't want to say solo MMORPG. There are multiplayer elements, and it's not an MMORPG, but you create your own character, you go on different quests, there's a main quest line, and then... um, some what they call parallel quests, which are just basically it's all a big excuse to get into fights with powerful dudes and dudesses, um, and it's it does the job. Uh, from what I've seen, I've played only a few hours, and it it does that job. It scratches that itch. It's competent enough. It's not you know you, you, there are some. Very lazy uh, ports, not ports, but you know adaptations of anime or or uh, these kinds of things that you see mm-hmm. coming out just as a pure marketing uh, cash, quick cash in effort. This is not that. It's not a great game, but if you like Dragon Ball, it's very competent. So I would probably recommend it to people who are into these uh, kind of things. I don't think you guys have played. Dragon nope. uh, Xenoverse 2 right So um, One maybe note Play the first is-
1: one a bit But uh, just Like 10 minutes maybe
0: Yeah well Apparently if you've played A little bit of Dragon Ball Universe 1 You've played a lot of Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 Because it's exactly The same thing <laughs> Or almost <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm exaggerating For, for effect Sure um, Watch Dogs 2 I also played a little bit um, I think Daniel you've played a little bit more I'll say what I think of my very short experience with it but maybe you can uh, you can give us your impressions you've played uh, sure. you've, You. I think you like the game right?
1: Yeah it, it, it's one of my favorite games this year to be honest and I think that comes down to the fact that I'm one of those guys that uh, likes the Assassin's Creed type games you know the open world running around and, and so this is this is effectively a modern version of it and there's just a lot more in my opinion you know freedom um and tools to do what to do so you've got stuff like um a quadcopter and a rover on two wheels and stuff and similar to i think how far cry was where you could kind of a far cry 3 that is and for we can sort of approach a base and do whatever you want um it's, it's similar in this in this sort of game where you can you know approach a base you can go in the old traditional way you know metal gear sort of five stealth kind of way and take out people and or whatever um, or you can hang back and uh, use the environment by hacking it and uh, so there's like um, like electricity poles you can blow up next to people and that's what take them out um, and you can disable people's kind of cell phones and stuff and you know so they can stop calling reinforcements and it's quite creative because you can basically do it any way you want so you know for example one mission I was just in the car and I sent in my rover to do the entire mission Whilst I was about, you know, half a mile down the road, just relaxing, <laughs> and then the next one, um, you know, I went in and did everything myself, so I was there, and it, it's quite good. It's very creative. The story, I think, is um quite unique. I don't think it's for everyone, but it's um, you know, it's quite modern. It's quite hip. It's quite just. It's quite um. It's, it's a bit. It's a bit of a parody, so it takes the piss out of everything. And <laughs> War, um, oh I think it's, it's it's actually really a really good fun game. So if you're into that sort of stuff, I mean, I'd recommend it.
0: You know, I I, I think it's there are many qualities. It's beautiful, really, really beautiful. The, oh, no. the the city is really. I mean, if you played Grand Theft Auto Five, you kind of know what to expect. Uh, it's a good good version emulation of that. But what kind of took me a little bit out of it was first you know in the first mission which is gets you into the hacker spirit you're like you're going in you're this rebel you're the hacker and all of a sudden 10 minutes in you pull out your like cable with the the bidier bowl and you strangle a poor uh <laughs> security guard and then you pull out your gun and you if you choose to you can shoot at people and i'm like who the hell is this hacker? Like, what is this? It, it <laughs> yeah, really it's took bit, me out of it. And, it, it um,
1: it's weird because in, in the game, they don't make any reference to the guns at all, other than you can make them and, and buy ammo and stuff and, and whatever. But the entire game is basically the, that there's no guns, but mm. you have them and you can use them. and You can, can you know just destroy everyone and kill everyone. and, and yeah. it's, It does take you out of it, but I think once I got into it and once I started playing it without guns, i have noticed honest, in, in, in the last kind of like 10 missions or whatever I did, I think I used a gun maybe once or twice.
0: Okay. So you the, can the actually thing play is, the
1: game really stealthily.
0: It seems like they... Uh, they do mention like, oh, he has a gun permit. Is that going to be a problem? And then they don't yeah, mention sure. it again. And, and there's this whole, you know, the hacker ethos is a little bit... I mean, it is very caricature heavy, but it felt like, you know... In, in in Grand Theft Auto, it's satire, and it's funny yeah, it's and, and very... So yeah. In this one, it's Much more sense. like, huh, huh, look at those hipsters at Google. They're drinking coffee, and they have beards. <laughs> and it felt <laughs> a little bit heavy-handed. Um, and, and those... The, the hackers, your friends, some of them are okay, but they're all like... I mean, it feels like... It doesn't feel like a satire. It feels like a caricature. And... I mean, the game itself looks fun enough, but for me it was kind of a... that aspect was a little bit of a disappointment, but it seems what you're saying is, if you focus on the mechanics, and you know, maybe the story is enjoyable as well, and if you're not too bothered by that uh, that that aspect of it, if you focus on the mechanics, that is a really enjoyable part of the game.
1: Yeah, the story can be fun at times, and yes, I'll, I'll agree with you, it doesn't make sense about the guns, and it kind of... it's a bit weird overall, but... The actual gameplay mechanics itself absolutely great. Uh, I, just, I love the freedom it has. You can do whatever you want.
2: Okay. I got a question for you guys. Um, yeah. In the original Watchdogs, you could play, you could kind of do what you want, like you said, but there was no, like, um, like detriments to you, like, killing everyone as as you came across. Is there anything like that in this game at all?
1: In, in what way do you mean? Just like. It, um, are, you,
0: are you punished for. Killing yeah, everyone exactly. in a mission, or is it exactly. just your choice?
1: Um, no, there isn't There isn't really anything to that effect. you got police, obviously, like in the first game, and they'll come after you if they see you or, or someone calls them. Fair, but, fair, fair. But, I mean, it's, it's a bit stupid because, you know, a, a civilian next to you will start calling the police. You put out a gun and shoot them, and that's it. No one calls the police anymore. <laughs> ev- ev- everyone is around you just watching you shoot <laughs> the person. But because you killed that one person calling the police... No one else will call the police. Yeah, you I know, remember in the last game you could
2: like run up and, and and like knock someone down who was calling the police, and they'd be like, and then yeah, they get weird. up and go like,
0: oh, everything's great. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Off. Yeah. You know, it, it does feel like a <laughs> game where it, it does feel a little bit like they included guns and and that kind of gameplay because they couldn't not to. It would have been like
1: yeah too weird. I think that's why they did yeah. it. And and overall, yes, it might not work 100%. Mm. But but really, when when you get into the game, when you actually use the the tools that you have and, and kind of go through the missions, it, it actually works fine. Okay, well, maybe uh, that's guess, the way yes, to approach, approach it. Guns, but, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Dishonored 2, I also played a little bit, uh, but that time I'm going to turn to Ed, uh, who yeah. played a little bit more, and uh, I think he really enjoyed it
2: oh this game is so good <laughs> um so dishonor when Dishonored one came out um i was i looked at it i was like this is a completely new ip from bethesda or oh, Beth, uh bethesda studio not bethesda themselves well it's um, arcane Ar- arcane, yeah, it's it's arcane to it's French studio so please say um, good things yeah no uh but i absolutely adored the first one um i thought it was incredible I like the mix of stealth and I like the fact that you actually got punished for, um, for killing, uh, versus like knocking everyone out and going the slow route, um, by like the increased chaos. And there was like things in the world that happened if you, if you had increased chaos. Um, but I, Dishonored 2 is honestly just more of the same, but better, you know, um, <laughs> more the, the, the same ability. But better. I, I think I like that, uh, description. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fact that you can play as Emily is, is cool. She, she was the, the princess that was kidnapped in the last game. In um, this game, you could actually play as her. Um, she has really cool abilities. Um, the, the vision ability is exactly the same as, as the one was in the first game. Um, you get the ability to shadow walk, so you can become a little shadow, and you have these creepy little uh, tendril arms that, that move ahead of you as you walk. It's, it's kind of neat. Um, you're pretty much invisible unless you're like right next to an enemy. Um, and you can knock people out um, like once or as you upgrade it more than once before you can before you're forced back out of that form. Um, my absolute favorite ability is called domino. And the way this this works is you basically go up to an enemy and use them use the ability and it basically links them and then you go up to another person use the ability and links them too and then you can knock out one and it knocks out the other or you can kill one and it kills the other and so i use this all the time if there's like a big group of enemies i'll like domino three of them and then i'll shoot them with a sleep dart and they'll all fall asleep
0: Oh, it seems like you're—you know—the most enthusiastic of ev- ev- anyone here has been since the beginning of the show. I, I think I'm going to have to make this, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the, this... The, the the name of the of the episode. I I used an illustration of uh, of this game for my French show. I think I'm going to have to do it for this one as well because you're so yeah. uh, you're so excited uh, this, about it. It's this. It's cool it's really it really is, so let me ask you a question. I yeah. did love uh well no, I played a lot of the first one I didn't finish it, but I really enjoyed the uh gameplay and the and the the world, which is really mm-hmm. a big part of the game um, but I got frustrated after a while because it was a little bit too difficult for me because I think i'm not i don't either don't have the patience or don't have the um the the skill to <laughs> do things in a, a stealthy enough way mm-hmm. and in this one i started and i figured you know i i i want to try this the proper way so i started in normal but yeah. i found that for me because i'm not used to it, it, it the the range of the the footsteps that uh enemies would hear was really large and and Dude. i i felt i was hidden and i didn't and i wasn't they would come find me and they would kill me in a couple of lows and and so that was a little bit frustrating i did like two or three or four missions and yeah so i'm wondering if i shouldn't just knock down the difficulty to easy and just go through the thing and enjoy the the world and maybe a little bit of gameplay and maybe potentially down the line uh getting it increasing the difficulty again or do you think i'm really gonna miss out on the joy of the game and i should stick it out with the normal difficulty so i when i'm playing
2: through a mission i pretty much walk through the entire thing crouched um okay and and that that way you you dampen your footsteps a lot because you move a lot slower um and so that coupled with the – I also ha- use dark vision like almost all the time, which is the ability where you can see through walls and see people. Mm-hmm. And you can also see not just people but also their eye beams, like their, their vision basically. Okay.
0: So you know when they're um, looking
2: in your direction or not. More yeah, exactly. And, and, you, and um, I try very hard not to like go in guns blazing and stuff like that. Um, so I, I actually – can't really talk too much about the combat part of it because I actually played, I like, I like to play this game completely ghosted. So if I get caught, I actually reload. Um, okay. and so that, that, that can be a little cheap, um, way of playing the game, but I like, I just, no, I just like stealth, playing stealth games that
0: way. So, um, but, 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 you know, for my specific issue of, yeah, do you think I would miss out if I didn't do that?
2: Uh, if I, I don't went think too easy. I think I think the highlight of the, the game is being able to, like, listen in on conversations and explore different areas and stuff like that. Uh, the, the stealth elements of the game, if you're given a little bit, if you turn it back to easy, I think you, you might miss out on, on kind of the fun of like maneuvering around the world and trying to find find a little hidden passageways in order to uh, get around things. Um, but if you play the game where if you get caught, you pretty much fight your way out, then maybe maybe uh, dropping it down to easy might
0: be good for you. Mm. Um, yeah, but... I want to. I want to try it with. Uh... That's
1: me in every stealth game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you play stealth games in easy?
1: Me? Um, depends. I guess if I want to finish it quickly, I might. But, but I, I actually, I'm, I, I'm 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 quite a big fan of stealth games, and so I will kind of try and play them properly. But mm. But I'll admit to it every time I get into, <laughs> every time it goes wrong, I'll just uh, put out a gun and, or something. <laughs> I mean, I, I try not to do it, but, but mm. you know, it happens sometimes.
0: Okay. Well, if anyone in the audience has, you know, some kind of advice for me, I would be curious to um, to hear what you have to say. Should I just stick it out or, or should I just never mind and go too easy? I, we'll see. You definitely but I have to be wanna, patient you know, with this game. Right. Right. That's that's how you uh, maybe I should watch some videos on YouTube and just figure out how to actually play it. Like if there are a couple of guards with, you know, their back turned, but, you know, they're going to see you if you go on the side, you have to wait forever until they move. Or is that
2: I use I use the far reach or blink ability to to get around Hmm. Um, if you if you find that because it's not very obvious, but during far reach, you can't be seen okay um so are you playing as emily or corvo emily okay yeah so when you use far reach it, it seems like you're being like dragged along or whatever and that anyone would see it would see you like would see you like fly across the map or whatever but really it's just it's just a little animation they, they don't okay. see you at all when you use that
0: um all right well i'll i'll try we'll see we'll see what happens uh maybe i'll i'll try to stick it out for a little bit but um uh... I don't know. I the thing is I really want to play the game. I really want to enjoy it, but mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, well. Anyway. Um all right. Let's move on to uh Final Fantasy 15 which just came out, but uh in France it's been it's been uh, uh sent by Amazon f- a few days before and some oh, uh, stores were selling it before basically everyone's been playing it since Saturday uh,
1: I noticed <laughs> this as well my entire Twitter feed every time I go on there, someone is saying just finished Final Fantasy XV I'm like, what? It's just finished? it's not even out yet yeah, it's, it's, it's
0: uh, don't I've got you like guys at least
1: 10 people
0: don't you guys spent, get the, the, uh, the early releases? is I, that that uncommon?
1: I've never. Uh, it. I mean, maybe once. I've, but, yeah, know, I've it never it gotten either. it? To- either.
0: Really? Um,
1: <laughs>
2: the only exception to that is Bethesda released released actually on their um, Dishonored two a day early um, for physical, um, so people could like put it in the put in the drive and and mm. uh, activate it on Steam right, which meant that you couldn't play it till after midnight. Right, right. Um, and uh, d- Overwatch did the same thing. Right, so those are the only is, exceptions of something where it, it came out early, like before the original scheduled release date, and I've gotten it then.
0: Right. So, yeah, no, in France, it's quite common that people don't... or companies um, and stores don't respect the... Um, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And and it was weird because I went to... to stick uh, it to the man in some way, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I went to... Um, to a store in Finland and it was like the day before at 8 p.m. And I wanted to buy something and they looked at me like I was from another planet. It was weird. And I was like, but the store is closing in an hour and it's not like, you know, it's, it's, I know it's coming out tomorrow, but do I, are you really going to make me come back in, in like 12 hours to get it? And so anyway, it was, yes, they did. And they looked at me again, like I was, very strange, um, but yeah. So Final Fantasy 15 reviews are coming out. Some people love it, some people hate it. Uh, I've played again a couple of hours of it because I wasn't home um, and I was super busy. I wanted to play more. It's it is definitely interesting. It's a departure from Final Fantasy and in a way from the traditional ones. I haven't played for a long time. You know, I haven't played uh, 13 or 12 even. Um, so, for me, that jump is really significant to a an action based system. There is an option to make it a little bit a little bit more strategic, but the core of the game is the core of the games is fights and it's pretty action based um the combat system itself is pretty fun the, the 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 overall world is an open world in a way that feels It's not bad, but it's kind of, you know, I'm being very harsh with Japanese companies because on one hand, I feel that there are sometimes too traditional and can't understand the things that the European or Western, uh, you know, American-European companies do in gaming that advance the medium. And at the same time, when the Japanese companies do... Uh, Follow that example And take what works From those games It feels to me like they're just copying what works in the west and they're not making it their own enough or you know I was hoping for something a little bit different um again sure. this is really just the beginning but the over the the overall world and the quests and the points of interests of uh, interest are going to feel very familiar to anyone who has played an open world game before or even an MMORPG um you know in many ways it feels like a solo MMO um so it 's not bad again. The gameplay system is okay, uh, and i haven 't played enough to judge the complexity of it, but it 's enjoyable for the beginning already. Um, the style is interesting you know i i can 't decide if I like it or if I think it 's ridiculous. You have the Japanese. Uh, uh, aesthetic with the the kids that look like they're from a boys band or you know the the protagonists (laughs) that look like they're from a boys band and with the ridiculous hair and the the sulky attitude as Japanese characters often have Uh, but at the same time there's a kind of camaraderie that comes out of those four characters that are together um, when you know, there's one of them who takes pictures all the time. And I was looking at this thinking, this is just, what is he doing? It's ridiculous, you know? it's You're like setting up the camp and you're, and there's this guy taking pictures. But then on the first night, when you rest for the first time... Um, it turns out that you can see all of the pictures that the guy has taken and of course save them to your, to your PlayStation. So it really feels like you have this one character who's hanging out with you taking pictures and you find some funny moments from your adventure you've been living. And you capture them, and, you know, the way you look at the pictures is kind of very similar to when you've been out with friends, and, you know, you've taken a lot of pictures, because we all do with our smartphones today, and then you look at them at the end of the day, and and it makes you smile. And that's the feeling I got from that silly dude with his pictures. So there are some interesting aspects to it uh, there are some silly aspects to it and i'm gonna have to play a lot more to decide what i think of the game but um i would say uh, the hopes the high hopes i had haven't been crushed yet so we'll see what happens um and finally other towns sorry are there towns what? where you can talk to people uh, yes, but there's basically one or two people you can talk to, and it's uh, not very... That, that you know, it doesn't feel yet like a, a breathe, living, breathing world. It feels like a series of quest hubs at this okay.
1: point. Yeah,
0: yeah it's, not, it's not like you're going to go and, and find out the worries of people, and then it's basically, oh, can you get this for me? And, oh, can you kill these monsters? So, yeah, it, it doesn't have that aspect to it um inside we're going to talk about inside for a little bit um this is not a triple a game it's a very indie uh title developed by play dead who did the game limbo i'm sure many of you remember it was basically a kid in a very black and white environment it was a platformer slash puzzler from um left to right the kid was moving from left to right and um Tr- having to push things and climb on things and jump to things and and inside is basically the same thing <laughs> except better realized uh, it it feels like uh for play dead limbo was the sketch and, and and inside is the actual painting that's the way i look at it and it's a pretty incredible painting and uh ed i know you you've played it as well yeah. um what did you th- think of that game so i
2: loved the original limbo i thought it was it was cool it was kind of the introduction um of this idea of we could have indie games as as being a thing because it kind of came out around the time when those were just starting to kick up um so I, i was really looking forward to inside and i think that it pretty much nailed everything that i wanted it to um the atmosphere is incredible um The puzzles are cool, a little simple, but I don't think that really pulls away from the the experience at all. Um, And uh, the narrative that's there is interesting and weird and just kind of awesome. I think.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, it's, um, it manages to convey emotions and impressions about the world without a single word being uttered in the entire game. And it, it, you know, I, when I think about it, I've, I played through it. It's not very long. It's maybe five or six hours. And the puzzles are simple enough that you're not going to be banging your head against the wall. So exactly. I think that's, that's a plus, actually, for me. Um, it is, but when I think about it, I actually get emotional still now and uh, and that is very rare, especially for a game like this. To you to have an eerie make- feeling
2: while you're playing it the entire time. Like even bef- uh, even after you kind of figure out a little bit of what's going on or whatever, mm-hmm. you still kind of feel a little weird. Yeah. And every yeah. time I think back in the game, I I still feel that little weirdness creeping back in. You know.
0: And and it gets you know. It's not that it gets weirder over the course of the game. It's well, probably maybe you <laughs> could say it does, but. It's just that it, it finds new ways of showing you how weird this thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend it. A demo is available. It's, it just came out a few days ago. Um, and, and no matter how long the demo is, I'm sure it will convey the, the most important parts of the game. And it pains me to say this, but I, I'm not sure you need to pay for the game to get what is good about it? The demo is probably going to be enough, um, so you should absolutely go out and and, and do it. Uh, I'm not sorry I bought it for sure, but uh, yeah, it is, is it, an is achievement.
2: It still, how? Uh, what part of the demo is the game? Like where it's? I'm,
0: I'm not sure. I would guess it's the beginning, but I, I okay. have no idea. <laughs> I think the beginning would be the best, but um, yeah. to show for. But yeah, go 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 try it out. Uh, the reason I even bought the game was because it was part of the Game of the Year nominees for the Game Awards, which are yeah. happening mm-hmm. in just a couple of days now. Uh, and the, there are many, many, many categories for the Game of the Year. Uh, for I'm sorry, for the Game Awards. Basically, it felt like uh, Jeff Keighley, who's putting this thing together, uh, really wanted everyone to get a gold star. <laughs> That's the feeling I get. <laughs> um, but the Game of the Year nominees are basically Doom, Overwatch, Titanfall 2, over, uh, Uncharted 4 and Inside which you know is, is yeah. s- sticks out li- like a sore thumb <laughs> Im- between all of these uh, AAA titles and I mean it have included. Yeah. yeah. Um but um Daniel what do you think uh, w- which one would you choose for your game of the year if you had to choose between those four maybe you have another one um I mean it's it's basically all FPSes or close enough, except for Inside. But uh, I don't know. Do you have any, a favorite in
1: that uh, list? I mean, they're all good to be honest. The hmm. only ones that I've, I've, I would say, in my personal opinion, w- were the best for me were Overwatch and Uncharted. Ah. I haven't played Titanfall, so I don't really. I've heard good things, but I haven't played it, so I don't. I don't know how, you know, it would stack up once I do play it. But, but those two are certainly the best. Overwatch for me was certainly a, a huge surprise. I wasn't I didn't really know about it until early in the year. And when it did come out and I played it, I was, you know, really kind of taken with that game. As an Untroded for I guess for obvious reasons, you know, it's it's part of a long running series and they really did well in um innovating on that and also closing the series itself. Mm.
2: Yeah. I played uh-huh. I played all but um Titanfall. Um mm-hmm. and I think it's really hard for me, but Overwatch and Uncharted are are probably up there. Doom was good, but it wasn't like didn't like blow my mind. Like um, I feel like um, Uncharted's uh, narrative, I think, was really strong, and the the visuals were obviously very strong. The ending I, I thought was I thought was great and heartwarming. Um, and but Overwatch is just it's awesome. It's
0: incredible. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> I, I was joking about this on Twitter uh, a, a few days ago. I've been in love with Overwatch for many, you know, it's what's been, what, a year, maybe more since I played it at the first BlizzCon, um, when it was introduced two years ago. And it was, uh, it's been very strange for me to see that game sort of turn into the success it's been. It's kind mm-hmm. of like the bird is out of the nest now and it's flying on its own. <laughs> it, I feel some kind of obviously my relationship with Blizzard is very uh strong. So uh but um yeah the 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 success Patrick, of Overwatch is really something to behold. Yeah, Daniel? Yeah,
1: Patrick, I remember we talked about this the last time I was on. Yeah, I, I, I was It so was ki- when the, the beta came out, right?
0: Yeah, I was talking about Overwatch all the time. It was, you know, for when the beta yeah, came I out, I was, I It's all I could talk about. All I could play. And back then, I hadn't, <laughs>
1: I hadn't played it. I hadn't looked at it properly. I mean, I knew of it, and you know, I was, I was like, oh wow, it's, it's suddenly getting some steam. But I hadn't really played it. So once I did after that. Um, you yeah, you're right about everything
0: you said. <laughs> you know, it's that, that is that is also, I think, a, a common reaction from a lot of people because when you look at it from afar, you're like, oh, okay, it's a competitive FPS. That's really not my thing. So <laughs> yeah. have fun. And it was my reaction as well. But a lot of people who have, you know, tried it for uh, one reason or, or another have found out that it actually is, it can be your thing. Um, and, and that's what I had been saying for, and me and many other people, obviously, uh, for months. So it, it, it's really a weird feeling to have this, uh, you know, be confirmed and everyone being on the bandwagon now. It's kind of like. I knew the band when they were small and obviously for Blizzard small is kind of a you know not very accurate description but I knew the band when they were small and now everyone likes them so I'm proud of the thing but it's a little bit it's not my thing anymore kind of it it felt like it was my Thing that I was defending, uh, you know, and that was trying to sell to a lot of people who were a little bit like they were doubters. They're like, yeah, I don't know. And so, um, yeah, it feels it's it's nice. I feel some kind of pride in in this thing. Um, so, but obviously, uh, this is a very silly feeling to have. But um, so, yeah, I, I think everyone... I, all this to say, obviously, it's going to be my game of the year. Personally, I think there is no way around it. Um, all of them were great. Doom, obviously. Uh, Titanfall Two, I think, was was solid. Uncharted Four, I loved, but especially for the ending, which completely brought it over the top for me. Um, until then, it was okay, but the ending was like, ah. Oh. Um, yeah. So we'll see. And and again, I'm very happy Inside It is in that list. So uh, the Game Awards. Uh, happening December 1st, and uh, that's in two days, just two days, and uh, so we'll know. And, uh, Kojima is going to be there finally getting his award from last year <laughs> when, uh, Konami <laughs> prevented him from going there. And again, that's Jeff Keighley being buddies with Kojima. I think, uh, yeah. it, there was very little doubt. Um, they will be showing, uh, some Breath of the Wild again, again, Keighley being cozy with, uh, uh, some of the developers and, and publishers. So he, he's good friends with the people of, at Nintendo apparently. Um, and they will be focusing on showing trailers based out of gameplay instead of CGI or pre-render stuff like they did with No Man's Sky, which led to the issues we've uh, heard about. So that's probably a good thing. And uh, talking about No Man's Sky, it's getting, it's got a huge update called the foundation update, which is the basis for many more changes coming that expand the game. There's base building now. There's, I mean, a ton of things. So if you, if you were disappointed in No Man's Sky, well, I think if you were disappointed, this is not necessarily going to be to make it better for you. But if you thought it was cool but didn't have enough stuff, um, maybe you want to go back to it and try it again. Um, And then Valve is uh, doing the Steam Awards, which are entirely chosen and voted on by the community. That's an interesting one as well. I'll be very curious to see uh, what comes out of it and which games are going to get the awards there. Uh talking about uh, right after the game awards just a couple of days after we have the now traditional PlayStation experience and there might be uh, an announcement for more uh, Marvel versus Capcom 4 at uh, the the capcom uh what's what is it called the pro cup the world cup the the their esports tournament they have there which is happening i think the day after the um keynote ceremony uh and maybe ace combat combat seven um which is a psvr title supposedly entirely psvr so um we'll see that um and uh, uh, i'm running through the news please stop me if you have anything to add about these uh these items uh persona 5 has been delayed to april oh no right well no because it will include the japanese vo yay <laughs> because that that was i wasn't still given. remember the uh,
1: 2013 announcements that was fun you what yeah. sorry the, the 2013 announcements when i was supposed to come out then
0: Right, well <laughs> You know what, all good while. things come But you know, I'm absolutely happy To wait a couple extra months sure, sure. Uh, If if it means we get The Japanese uh, voiceover Because playing that game Which is so Japanese Without, you know, in English I know some people do that But it's something I just don't understand You lose, a, you know A huge part of the uh, Attraction you get for these games Is the immersion in the foreign culture and you lose half of it with uh if you play with the japanese dubbing even if uh, with the english dubbing i'm sorry even if it's good it's so not the same uh i don't know am i crazy for thinking this or do you guys i
1: I, I say the same thing all the time i'd much rather have no matter what it is if it's you know french or chinese or japanese whatever you know I'd, i'd rather have the um uh original language or, or dub or whatever it is. Um yeah, it's cool if, if it's gonna be in in, in the, an English one as well. And if that's the only option on listen to so that, no problem. But I'd I'd much rather have the uh the original.
0: Yeah. So Good things for Persona Five will have to wait a little bit longer, but you know anyway. I'm going to have such a backlog of games to to complete after oh. the holiday season. Uh, <laughs> it's it's probably not such a bad thing to have uh, a little bit more time because, before it starts again. Especially since we're going to have Mass Effect uh, andromeda coming out at some point mm-hmm. in uh, early 2017. Sure. It's well.
2: gonna. I, have you guys looked at the the beginning of next year? As far as like what the releases are,
1: man, it's, it's has been a while. It's for busy.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, off the top of my head, I'm thinking of Mass Effect, Tekken Seven, which I'm gonna have to play a lot of, and uh, and Persona Five. Is there anything else also? Of uh,
1: load? there's loads, man. There's- Neo
2: for Honor, Horizon Zero yeah. Dawn, Hill Wars Two. Um, that's all. That's all in February. <laughs> Jeez. Um, January has Gravity Rush Two, which I'm interested in. Um and not a lot as far as like big releases in January. Oh, it's freaking
0: January. How can you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> the still, website? February
2: looks tight, packed, and there's no way that I'm going to be able to finish all those games before the end of the month at all. Yeah. I think it's not even going to be close. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so we'll Horizon
2: see. Horizon doesn't count though, because that comes on the last day of the month.
0: Well, yeah, still. <laughs> um, Guys, then listen, Resident
1: you- Evil 7 in January. Oh yeah, Resident, Resident Evil 7. 7. Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. Yep. Wow. Okay. The so
1: new Valkyria I
2: guess... game comes out the, in on the nineteenth the as well.
1: I don't have time. If you go to,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Daniel. If you go to what?
1: No, if you go to any gaming website and just look at the list of releases. Right. Right. Yes, we've mentioned yeah. some of them now, but there are loads, man. There's just everything. Everything is coming out in February and January and March.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's pretty maybe that's why uh EA thought we're not gonna wait for Titanfall because if we do we're gonna have to wait until like June. <laughs> even I, now, even, I don't know even I still that.
1: There weren't these announcements and yeah. they all came like, like over the last like everyone knows it's packed. And then another company will go, Oh yeah, we're releasing our game in February <laughs> it's I it's like think, what
2: <laughs> I think if they drop that and j- drop Titanfall two at like the the last week of January or something like that, it would have done way better. I mean, if you look at Dying Light as an example of something that, like, it's not the greatest game in the world, but the fact that it came out in January made it, like, sell gangbusters in
0: comparison. you're right, you're right, you're probably right. Um, all right, Other a few other bits of news. Um, there might be a return of the ability of the rumored ability to change your PSN account name. Um, possibly there's a, a hints of that in the latest uh, PS4 SDK. So that would be nice. It's been a long time and it's been promised a few times. I don't know why. It's kind of, it's one of my pet peeves. It really annoys me that you can't. Um, you know, it would
1: good for me because... Uh i'll finally be able to give out my psn name to people
0: <laughs> do you have a horribly impossible it's to... the
1: worst it's the worst name ever and I, I don't yes i'll give it out but i don't want to it's... you know it, it's, like, it's like when you're like 12 when you create one of those like really random <laughs> <names>. oh
0: <laughs> you're so like, you're
1: yeah, is, you're like shadow Trump. killer 74
0: or something like that right
1: I mean, it's, it's not, it's not worse damaging, but, <laughs> but, you know, obviously for me, and, and now when I'm a bit older, I kind of look back and go, yeah. what was I thinking? Why did I do that but and, today, you know. and they
0: can't, they can't not do it, right? Because there are lots of people who are in that case. And, and the alternative is that you're stuck with your PSN name forever. And, exactly. and that can't be their plan they have to yeah. allow people to change it at some point somehow
2: so. yeah i think i honestly think it was just a huge technical limitation that they couldn't that they had to work really hard to get by um I, if i was if i was doing it, it would be like oh there's only one place that you have to change but
0: yeah, of course uh, they have. Yeah, usually what
2: happens I, I is a, that I have a feeling it's way 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 more yeah,
0: complicated than that. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's probably some kind of database issue where the thing is associated with everything else and you can't change it without having a cascading effect on, you know, everything else that you have to it's yep, yep. so they probably have to create a oh, an entirely new database with one ID that is going to encompass everything yeah, else but exactly. that one is going to be exactly. yeah probably. So um but yeah Hopefully it will come soon, and it's gonna cost you a, a pretty penny to change your name. I'm sure. Um, Mortal Kombat. Who doesn't love the original Mortal Kombat movie, right? You, you remember that that movie? amazing, oh, yes. <laughs> the, the amazing song, like Mortal Kombat, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, no? Indeed. Okay. Not a lot of enthusiasm on the part of my co-hosts. I'll, uh, uh shut up now. But it was cool. <laughs> it was cool. And apparently, well, it was cool at the time. It's actually horrible. I watched it again a couple of, I think a year ago. It is I'm so good, bad.
1: I about it and it looks, yeah, it looks bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, I remembered kind of the, the Street Fighter movie as the bad one, the really bad one, and this one as the good one. Actually, it, the Street Fighter movie is the really, really bad one. And this one is the, Really bad one. So there you go. But we're going to have a reboot, and I think that could be interesting. It could be fun. And talking about movie adaptations, uh, Monster Hunter is apparently the next franchise from Capcom that's going to be adapted into a movie uh, universe. And uh, it's the team, the the company behind, or at least some of the people behind the Resident Evil series, which are going to be in charge of this, which I think makes sense, because Resident Evil, for... As cheesy as it is It was always fun movies And I think it could be interesting to see that uh, Monster Hunter universe Which is Very hard to get into Every time, again, it's kind of like Pokemon Every time I, there's a new Monster Hunter I try the demo really hard Wanting to like it I don't, I don't get it I get rushed by the mobs I don't, I don't get into it But I want to, you know, find out more about that universe And that series, which is so popular Maybe the the movies would be a good way of doing that. So we'll hopefully have a chance to do that uh, in the next few years. And uh, yeah, there are a few other things. I think we're going to close the show here, though. We've already been going on for an hour and a half. That should be enough. Um, So (laughs) before we uh, close it off, I, of course, as always, want to give my co-hosts an opportunity to tell us where we can find them, starting with Mr. Mitchell. Where are you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me
2: on Twitter at twitter.com slash adesis. Um, I stream live um, every Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern and uh, play all sorts of things. I'm trying to like lean more towards India a little bit um, lately. Uh, but yeah, you can follow the schedule over at fourplayernever.com slash calendar and watch us
0: live at four pp.tv. Excellent. Thank you very much. Daniel, what about you?
1: Sure, so people can find me at my Twitter handle as well, uh, which is twitter.com forward slash Juga um, uh, You can put the spelling, I think, aren't you, Patrick, in the description or whatever, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll include the... Awesome. I usually include the Twitter handles in the in the show notes.
1: And so that's basically... I mean, if, if people are listening, if they're interested in sort of the video games industry and um, perhaps more kind of... the sales and trends and that sort of side. That's usually what I'm covering and posting about. So there's always some sort of interesting news I will post every day. Um, it's quite good to, dis- to discuss it and go through that.
0: Yeah, basically, you know, for this show, we tried to, um, to make a show that will help people uh, know and understand the gaming industry. And certainly uh, Daniel's Twitter account helps a lot for that. If not, you know, it's basically one of the main resources. Um, if you need to get... <laughs> an understanding of the numbers, that's the place you want to go. So thanks a lot for being with us today, Daniel. And um, for me, I am not Patrick on Twitter and on Facebook. And uh, you can find the show at frenchspin.fr. And uh, if you enjoy other types of discussions of a political nature, but not, you know, the kind of political discussion that Supposedly doesn't happen, meaning it's reasonable and, uh, friendly. Then you can go listen to the Phileas Club on the same site at FrenchSpin.com. Um, and I, I've been getting many, many positive reviews about the last uh, couple of episodes. People seem to really like it, especially in a climate where sanity seems to be lacking and people just enjoy yelling uh, at one another. <laughs> I think that show is, is an important one to show that it is possible to have a, an actual discussion. So uh, go check that out as well. But uh, that's got to be it for us. Again, thank you immensely to Ed uh, and to Daniel for being on the show and helping me navigate the news uh, for this episode. And we will be back in a couple of weeks as usual and we'll have had the Game Awards. We'll know what is the best game of the world of the year. That is exciting. Talk to you then.